Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Financially Speaking. You are listening to Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and we're always excited to be here and talk about money and strategies and financial concepts that are sometimes uh, confusing or scary or <laughs> just plain ignored because people are afraid to tackle them. And and I get it. it. The financial world makes things a little bit more complicated and scary than it needs to. They use a lot of acronyms and a lot of math and a lot of things that don't really apply to every individual person. So what we do is we come together and we tackle a topic every night and and uh, we think, you know what, let's just talk about how this affects you as a person and not how you have to understand everybody else's stuff. Because I always tell people that all you have to do is know your stuff. You don't have to understand everybody else's stuff. So that's what we do here. And we're always happy to take questions and, and call-ins and uh, uh, any questions while we're live in the chat room, which you're welcome to join us on the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You're also welcome to listen later if you can't join us live in over 50 podcasts around the world where a lot of these concepts are very similar in uh, the financial world. Now, there are obviously differences between countries. There's differences between states or provinces in different countries. But the concept is what we talk about. We're not here to talk about specific stocks to invest in or specific funds to invest in uh, because that's all different. Everybody's stuff is very individual. And that's the nice thing. And that's the fun thing, quite frankly, about finance is it's all individual. So you don't have to worry about uh, whether or not something applies to you or why you don't have it. You only have to worry about what works for you and your plan. And that's what I do every day as an advisor and uh, with my bookkeeping business. We help people in different ways, in different areas, but still with finance. And, and we break it down during the day into an easy, manageable uh, project, if you will, because really that's what it is. You just get this financial stuff all together. You sort through what works what you need it to look like for you to make it work, and then you just keep on track with your plan. And anything else is not a concern of yours because it doesn't affect you. If you don't have a yacht and a and a cottage in Muskoka or in a cottage in uh, Florida or a cottage anywhere, then why do you worry about whether or not the cottage or the yacht is taxed correctly or left properly in the estate? It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. So what matters is the stuff that affects you. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking, is we talk about financial matters in a way that helps make your life, I hope, helps make your life better and easier to understand, a little bit less stressful because it's a little less overwhelming with the financial stuff. And generally, that's what we do here for your entire life in different areas of your life on the Inspired Choices Network. And I always encourage people to... Uh, check out other shows and see what else is out there because it's amazing to me and it, it always amazes me how things connect. And if you're, if your body and your mind and your, your, your energy's out of alignment or if 
your your focus is out of alignment or if you're stressed out because of a a partnership issue, be it a marriage, a child, a, a work relationship, when things are out of whack generally, then that can affect your financial situation because when things aren't aligned, then they all start to affect other parts. So when you're when you're not feeling well and you're stressed out, that affects your health, that affects your mental um, situation and uh, your outlook on life. It affects the way you make decisions, which affects your money, which is, affects your stress because then you become more stressed. Like we're all connected. All these things are connected. So I always like to tell people that as much as I love money <laughs> and talking about it and as much as I know how much fun it is and I hope it is to other people, we really need to get every single thing in alignment. So don't be afraid to check us out on our other podcasts podcast and uh, listen to some like listen to Keisha about um, alignment listen to Christine about um, coaching and getting everything all pieces put together by mind body spirit all that stuff needs to match itself so you know and if you have pets we have Dr. Andy's world we have um, all kinds of different shows we have shows if you need help with your parenting. We have shows if you need help with your relationships. We have all kinds of shows and I and I really would like people to be encouraged to check them out. And if you're super encouraged and you think, hey, I don't see something on here that I need to uh, know about, then guess what? That is another great opportunity for you to host your own show. So don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone because that's when all the magic really happens, they say. And um, any, if you listen to any uh, motivational type speakers and any coaching for life coaching and that, they really say that's where the magic happens when you're uncomfortable and you're trying new things. So there we go. It's not going to hurt. Listen to a show, get some answers, maybe host your own show and always bring it back to money because that's what I always do. So here on Financially Speaking, that's what we'll do. Now, tonight, uh, I've talked about life insurance before. And I think I hear people roll their eyes when I say that because they don't think it's as exciting or a fun topic as talking about, you know, maybe shopping or or Christmas presents or anything else. (laughs) But uh, life insurance is actually kind of cool. It's a very quiet, dull kind of cool because of the way it's presented. But the, the things that you can do with a life insurance policy and the ways that life insurance can really, really, really affect your life is mind-blowing to me. I think it's so fascinating and so cool that you can have this one policy that is quiet, it doesn't do anything, it's not active for years, and then all of a sudden it kicks into gear when the time is right and you can use it not just, it's not, life insurance isn't just when you're not living, life insurance is here and can be used in different ways when you are living and that's the cool thing that a lot of people don't know about. So tonight we're going to talk about life insurance, but we're going to talk about it a little bit differently than I used to talk about it. Uh, Yeah, I will give you the differences in the kinds of life insurance, just so we all have the same basic understanding of it. But we're going to talk about life insurance and registered charities. And it's been a popular method for individuals to fulfill their philanthropic goals. And it's worth considering when it comes to a charity that is near and dear to your heart. So I can tell you from talking to lots of people over the years and 
before and during the time I've been an advisor and I've been in the different businesses and, and mostly I've, my businesses have been financially related, but still people always talk about charities. And when you're in business, you're always getting asked to donate to charities. When you're an individual, you get asked to donate to charities. So charities are something we all know about. We're all clearly aware of, and we all have certain ones that mean something to us. And it could mean that we're, we're partial to a diabetes association because one of our family members or ourselves have had uh, or have diabetes or we've been connected so closely to someone who has diabetes or had diabetes. Um, it could be the heart and stroke. It could be a, uh, a pet charity because we're animal lovers. It could just be a, a dog charity because we're a dog person. We can make it as specific sometimes or we can make it general and say, you know what, we just want to support the hospital because the hospital does all these great things for all these different medical procedures. So that's the charity of choice. It could be scouts, it could be girl guides, it could be saving the whales, it could be anything you want, environmental. So there are a lot of different charities out there. So when we're talking about what do we want to do with our money, because everybody has an estate, that's a whole other conversation about estate planning, but everybody has has an estate and the estate, we want to look at um, what do we want our stuff to go, where do we want our stuff to go, uh, how do we want to be distributed, um, how how much do we want to have distributed, uh, which way do we want, you know, if we have three kids, are they going to be a third, a third, a third, or are we going to do more for one than the other because they worked in the business or because they had more involvement in the healthcare of the parents or whatever the case is. So there's all kinds of combinations, which makes it very flexible and very exciting. So when we're talking about all these thousands of charities that we have out there that we can support, and a lot of people would like to support charities, and frankly, a lot of people would say, I would if I had the money. So this is what tonight's going to be about. We're going to talk about, okay, that's all fine and well. I'd love to leave money to charity, but I don't have it. So I'm going to tune out. I'm not even going to listen to the show tonight because I don't have a lot of money to leave the charity. Well, guess what? I'm going to show you or tell you some ideas on how you can change that. So if you want to leave money to a charity, then you can. And it doesn't have to be painful and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And there's no right number. Let's be honest. Some people want to see their their name on the side of the building and make it a million dollar donation. Well, that's fine. You can do that too. But if you want it to be, you know, a 10,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollar donation, that's fine too. Like, again, this is the cool thing. There are so many options and so many combinations. So when we talk about life insurance, how can your life insurance help your favorite charity? So how is that even possible? So let's talk first about life insurance. So everybody's on the same page with me. We have two kinds of life insurance. We have permanent life insurance and we have temporary life insurance. And a lot of people are familiar with the temporary life insurance because it's called term. And I mean, yes, there's always exceptions to rules. There's there's term insurance that's called term 100 and that's permanent insurance to age 100. But for the most part, we've all heard of term 10, term 20, term 30, term 25. The term is the amount of time that the insurance is in place. So 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 25 years. That's what the term is. So let's say, for example, you have a term 10. A term 10 means you have insurance for 10 years in place. And after that 10 years, the premium goes up. 
and then after 10 years, the premium goes up. And after 10 years, the premium goes up until you hit to the age where they stop uh, increasing the premium because the insurance is going to be over the age where you're insurable. So then it stops. So then you don't have it. Now, why would you do that? Lots of reasons. There's lots of good ways and lots of good reasons to have temporary insurance. You're covering off a mortgage. You're covering off to make sure the kids are 18 and out of the house. So if anything happens in those first 18 years, your income is covered. Um, you're, you're planning on doing a lot of traveling or you're planning on doing, um, you know, moving outside of the country and you know, five years or something. So you're going to have stuff in place. So it's possible that there's all kinds of reasons that you would have temporary insurance, you know, key man insurance while you're employed. Like there's just all kinds of, again, remember I said, it's pretty cool that you have a lot of different options and a lot of different possibilities on how to put things together. It's not just a boring old life insurance. Um, it's all about strategies and what works for you. So that's temporary. The other kind is permanent. Permanent is exactly what it sounds like. You have it forever. It's meant to be there till the time that you need it. So if you live to be 110, then your life insurance is in place. Or if you live to be 60, your life insurance is in place. That's permanent. That means you always have it and the premium's there every month, month after month, unless you do something inside the policy that's called paid up. So if your policy pays up the, the premium, then it funds itself. That's a conversation about investments inside the the policies and that is super cool too don't get me wrong it's awesome to talk about but tonight we want to get on to about the the charities and why we're looking at charities so i always like to tell people when they get a little squeamish squeamish with me and they start to (laughs) to get a little uncomfortable and squirm in their seats when i mention the word life insurance i tell them this isn't about you life insurance has nothing to do with the value of your life nothing Zero. I don't care if you have a million dollar life insurance policy. It doesn't mean your life's worth a million dollars. It simply means that's the amount of money that if anything happens to you, that you're going to leave to your family to either pay off some debts or take care of children's education or take care of a charity or take care of a spouse because your income has has disappeared and your house is relying on two incomes. So Life insurance has nothing to do with the value of your life. And that's where people, I find, get a little bit funny to talk about it. And they also get a little bit funny because then they start to think of their mortality. So big uh, um, big surprise. I'm going to, um, I guess it's a spoiler alert, <laughs> that we're all going to leave this planet at some time. And hopefully it'll be a very ripe old age and we've lived this great, fabulous life because we've been listening to the Inspired Choices Network and gotten everything all straight and and the way we want it but uh, the reality of it is we're all leaving this planet at some point and that we know so there's no reason for people to stress about mortality because having life insurance doesn't make you live longer or live shorter so we're going to take our first break for the night now that we know that there's two kinds of insurance we're going to talk about um, charities and how that works because it's so cool so don't go anywhere you are listening to the uh, Inspired Choices Network, financially speaking, with myself, Kathy Cook Noble. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how life insurance can help your favorite charity. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking with your host, that's me, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, I just gave a real quick description of the difference between permanent and term or temporary life insurance, which is term. And there's different kinds of permanent insurance, which means it's there forever. So tonight we're talking about life insurance and how it can help your favorite charity. So the gifting of life insurance to register charities. Now, when I talk about charities, I'm, I, I assume, but I'm not going to assume anything. I am always talking about registered charities. So charities that you can go online and see their registered charity status number. And then you get your tax receipts and they're able to issue those and they're, they're recognized by the IRS and Rev Canada as, um, existing charities. Okay. So register charities, but I'm not going to keep using the word register. I'm just going to say charities. So whenever I'm talking about charities, I'm talking registered charities. Okay. So the the gifting of life insurance to registered charities has always been popular for people to they fill they have these philanthropic goals but they might not have the money or the means right at the time to or their estate at the time that they pass that they can give to charity or that while they're alive they might not be able to give it to charity but they plan it in their strategy for their whole estate. So it's worth considering if you have a charity that's very important to you or it's worth considering if um, now, from a financial point of view, I'm going to tell you it's worth considering if it's a tax issue on your estate and you want to look at some of your tax issues. So let's be honest. Some of us, and I know lots of people out there, they donate money to charity because it makes them feel really good and they get warm and fuzzy and they're excited because they know they're helping somebody or something like a pet or an animal or wildlife, whatever the case is, and that's wonderful. We also know that there's people out there who donate to charity because they need tax breaks. 
And that's wonderful too, because that no matter why or how you're doing it, that means the charities that need the help, that um, help children, help animals, help the environment, help adults in long-term, you know, living styles that help uh, people with health issues, that help all kinds of different people and, and reasons they're getting the money to do the good work that they do. So if you just need it because of a tax issue, good, great, still donate the money. It's fantastic. If you need it because you are so socially aware and emotionally attached to something, fantastic, great, do it. Donate the money because the charities need it. The charity doesn't care, and I say this generally and loosely, (laughs) the charities don't care that you feel good and it gives you a lot of excitement to donate or whether you get the tax receipt and that's what you need. Either way, you're doing good work, okay? So either way, whatever you're thinking, um, just work it into the plan if you want. And if you if you don't want to, that's fine too. Not everybody has to. So this is just another idea that I like to throw out for people when it comes to financial planning. So you have two basic options with life insurance, okay? And because I'm talking about life insurance tonight with charities and how that works, obviously there's a whole lot of ways we can donate donate to charity by time and money and investments. And now we're talking about life insurance. So when you donate your life insurance to charity, there's two ways you do it. You either donate the policy while you're alive or you make the charity the beneficiary of the policy, which means they get the money when you're not alive. So you either do it while you're alive or you do it um, you make the beneficiary while you're alive, and then when you're gone, the money goes to the charity. So now, why would you do one or over the other? So it makes it, it makes a difference on what your preference is and how your state's set up. So if you make charity the beneficiary, you retain control of the policy. And you can change the beneficiary anytime, and if circumstances change in the future, then you can change it. So either you can change the policy beneficiary to be somebody completely different, or you decided that later on in life you started having issues with something in the heart and stroke and you thought, oh gosh, you know what, I've got all my money, I've got this policy and my beneficiaries, the Diabetes Association, and I want it to do something with the cancer or something with the heart and stroke. So you can change your beneficiary and say, you know what, I'm going to give a third of it to you and a third of it to this one and a third of it to that one. Or you can say, geez, you know, the diabetes is really near and dear to my heart. I want it to get the most, but I do want to do something for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. So I'll leave 60% to diabetes and 40% to heart and stroke. How cool is that, that you have that kind of flexibility and that ability to help affect change and help people in these charities to really affect change and, and help other people who are in need. So that's what I think is cool. So that's one of the reasons that you would have them named as the beneficiary so that they receive the money when you're not here because you always have control of it. You can change it. Um, A donation receipt that is equal to the amount of the death benefit will be available on your passing. So when you pass away and the charity, now the beneficiary, gets paid out, one charity, two charities, three charities, don't matter, doesn't matter, don't care, however many you're going to use, you're going to get tax, your state's going to get a tax receipt from each of those places and you're going to get, uh, it's going to be available on your passing the donation receipt equal to the amount. So if you've left $100,000 to a charity, you're going to get the tax receipt for the $100,000 because that's what you left. So there's new rules that were introduced for certain estates and that allows some executor flexibility 
to decide whether the donation should be used in the tax filings of the deceased or by the estate. And this is done to maximize the use of the donation. So here we have a situation where somebody passes away and they've left $100,000 to their favorite charity and their life insurance policy as the beneficiary. And now the estate or the executor is going to decide if it's the estate that's getting the tax receipt because they're, I would assume that they're going to talk to somebody who's a tax preparer, either an accountant or uh, somebody that files taxes or maybe even a financial advisor and say, what's the best way to utilize this tax break? And there's nothing wrong with that. Why is there anything wrong with making the maximum amount in your estate available to your family and friends and charities that you want to support? So there's nothing wrong with minimizing your tax. Tax evasion, totally different story. Don't do it. Bad idea. But really tax planning, super smart, great idea. Everyone should do it. So the other option is to transfer the policy to a charity while you are alive. So in this particular case, you receive a possible donation receipt on the transfer. And if you continue to pay the premiums, then you receive a donation receipt for the premiums. So it's kind of like you're donating all the time. And there's a disposition of the policy on the transfer that results in a possible income tax based on the cash surrender value and the adjusted cost basis of the policy. What did that just financially mean? That means that it's a permanent policy and when there's a permanent policy, there is different parts of it. So remember I said term is, it's you know, term 10, it's covered for 10 years. Either the premium goes up after 10 years or you, you discontinue the policy. Boom. Clean, straightforward, easy to understand. Permanent policies have more flexibility. Permanent policies are ones where we're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to live to be 100 or 150 or 32. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure... I have a policy in place that will be there forever and ever when I need it. I don't have to worry about it. And that's going to be either through a whole life policy in Canada or universal life policy in Canada. There's variations of these exact things in the United States. And what that means is there's a section of it that allows you to have money invested inside the policy. And that's what's called that what's, that's what's called the cash surrender value when you can look at the policy and say, hey, there's money here and there's money that I could access now while I'm alive. So that's what they're talking about when they say that um, the disposition means that it's going to be disposed of and you have to have a potential reevaluation of the income tax portion of it because there might be some cash surrender value. We have to look at adjusting the cost basis because it costs something. So we're going to look at the cost basis of the policy. And these are things you're going to work with an advisor on, either an insurance advisor or financial advisor. And you're, or an executive, uh, or sorry, not executive, um, uh, an executor. So that you've got, there's different uh, certified executor advisors. And that's what they do is they just talk about executors and how estates work. And they would look at this and help you with it too. So that's where we're going to look at while we're alive, right? So, if the policy has a fair market value that is more than the cash surrender value, that could be due to a change in health, uh, you could receive a donation receipt equal to the fair market value of the policy. And in this case, if the proceeds for calculating the taxable gain, because remember, gains are when you make money and losses are when you lose money, and it doesn't matter where you are, that's just how it is. Um, any gain on the disposition is limited to what the cash surrender value is, and that could be significantly less. 
than what the value is used for the donation. So if you have a policy that's no longer needed, rather than just surrender the policy and say, yep, don't want it anymore, let's just say goodbye to it, consider transferring the policy to a charity. It could be a win for you. It could be a win for the charity. It could be a win for everybody. So people who are, if any of you out there thinking, I have a current policy, it's a permanent policy, I was thinking about giving it up because I don't need it anymore and I don't really want to think about it or worry about it, consider giving it to the charity. Consider transferring transferring it to them. You have to make sure, there's a couple things here. One, we need to make sure that if we're going to do this with a charity that they're willing to accept it. Because some charities are smaller, some are bigger, some have uh, more ability to do these things. So if you're considering saying, I have this life insurance policy, I was just going to let it lapse or give it up or surrender it, whatever the case is, say, well, hey, wait a minute, I, I might be able to do something with this and actually get a tax receipt for it while I'm alive. So maybe it's worth it for me to talk to a charity of my choice that I prefer to talk to, say, hey, can I do this? Now, some charities might say to you, you know, I'm sorry, we don't do, we don't accept that kind of um, donation because they don't have anybody to administer it. They're not big enough to, to do it. A lot. Honestly, it's no different than any of us. They might not understand it. And not all of us understand every financial idea or concept or strategy. It's entirely possible. Charities are made up of people. Their specialty is saving the whales. They might not understand about life insurance policies. So if they don't have anybody in that position, they might not want to do it. So you might not be able to donate to that particular charity that way. So they might be the ones that are the recipient as a beneficiary. But if you wanted to transfer it to another um, policy, to another charity, then make sure you find one that's willing to accept it. Just don't go and make changes on stuff. People have to accept it. You know, it's, Think of it like this. You wouldn't have your neighbor sign up for a cell phone bill and put you down as the the pay the payee. Like you're not going to be the one paying for your neighbor's cell phone bill without knowing about it. So you're not going to transfer a life insurance policy to somebody without them knowing about it. They're going to have to have an opinion and they have to agree to it. So those are two of the big ways that we can help charities with our life insurance policy. We have more to talk about, but we're going to take another break and let you just absorb all that cool fun stuff and see uh, if you have any questions and then we'll come back and talk about more so don't go anywhere you're listening to financially speaking myself kathy cook noble on the inspired choices network and when we return we're going to continue to talk about how we can help our favorite charities through life insurance we'll be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. 
TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking, where we are not afraid to talk anything financial, how it relates to you, and what it means, and how we can better understand it to suit your situation. So, before we went to break, we were talking about life insurance for charities. And I think this is one of the, and I have no stats on this, I'm just giving you my opinion based on what I see every day, but this has got to be one of the most neglected and overlooked areas of potential wealth creation that you could possibly have. I love life insurance. I think it's one of the coolest, uh, most underrated, most boring presented policy ideas that you could possibly have because um, people either don't understand it or they're afraid of it. And I think it's just one of these things that could be like so, so, Super amazing if we took five minutes and talked to somebody in insurance as a financial advisor or just an insurance advisor and and talk about it. So people get, like I mentioned before in the show, people uh, get distracted by the word life on the insurance because they think uh, it's, it, they get all funny about whether they're going to die early or die later because they have it. Like they go either way on it. And the reality is it's just life insurance. It's just part of your plan. It just should be part of your financial plan. But our lives are clearly the most valuable thing that we own because we can't make more than, we can't make more time. And without our everyone, you know, nobody has not, this is not new news, what I'm going to say, but um, without your health, you have nothing. People say that all the time and how important it is. It doesn't matter. Money can't buy good health uh, necessarily because if they did, some of these people like Steve Jobs would still be alive. So make no mistake, our, our lives and our health are so super important. So why is it that we are so quick to make sure we have insurance on our cars and our houses and our boats and our computers and our cell phones, our smartphones, and yet when it comes to life insurance, when I think there's the no-brainer, everyone should have it, it's very few people do. And I know it's not because we don't value our life, but it's because I don't, I, I don't know why, but I think it's because it's not understood. And this is uh, not uncommon for people that not have life insurance, but more, which scares me when I tell you this part, it's also not uncommon that when people want to, they've had it for a permanent insurance for a while, and it's just like, I don't want it anymore, so I'm just going to surrender it to free up myself from paying the premiums. And I think, and I've seen this, I've heard so many stories where people have had a life insurance policy for 20 years and they decide they're going to surrender it because they don't want to pay the premium anymore 
or they're going to cash out what cash surrender value is in there because they want to go on a trip. Yes, I've seen it where they want to go on a trip. And what happens is they lose the policy because there's no law saying you have to have life insurance. There's a law that says you can't drive your car without insurance. And there's a law that says you have to have a certain amount of insurance on your house. And there's a law that says you have to have commercial liability insurance if you're in business. And there's a law that says that if you have um, a, own a building or own a business, that you don't have to insure the, the business too, uh, not just the liability insurance for inviting people into the public. Like, And there's no law that says you have to insure your life, which I find actually kind of ironic because the only thing we know for sure is that one day we're not going to be here. So that's the one kind of insurance that should pay out every time, slam dunk, because we know for sure one day we're going to die. We don't know ever that we're going to need our car insurance. We don't know that we're ever going to need our house insurance. We don't know if we're ever going to need the insurance on our smartphone. But we buy it, and warranty is the same as insurance. I I think people hear the word warranty, and they don't hear the word insurance. That's what it is, right? That's what warranty is. You have a problem, we fix it for this amount, or we replace it, or whatever the case is. It's insurance. But life insurance, people get scared of. So what happens when they're just like, I don't want to spend the money anymore, and I'm going to give up this policy? Well, you got it when you were younger, which means you got the lowest rate, and you had it locked in and guaranteed, so no medical could that that happen to you in the, in the future could ever affect your policy because you've already got it uh, preset. So you could develop diabetes, epilepsy, have a heart attack, and they're not going to deny your your policy because you already qualified for it. But yet people give them up all the time because of a few hundred dollars a month in a lot of cases. I mean, it can be more. depends on how big your policy is. But in the most, for the most case, average, if you're going to pay a couple hundred dollars a month for a permanent plan, then they just let it go. And to me, that's, so very, very sad because you have options. So if you don't want the policy, we talked about this just before our last break, there's an option to donate it to charity. So you can, yeah, you're still going to pay the premiums, but at least now you're getting some tax relief because you've donated it to a charity. And not only are you going to get some tax relief on it, you are going, you're going to be able to use it, sorry, for tax relief. Um, You're also doing some really good to help with the charity. Now, having said that, you could also look at other options of changing the policy by, say, say you, you really can't afford the premium, then maybe you can look at lowering the face value. So instead of it having paid out 100000 it pays out 75000 and you can see what the premium changes then. That's where it's really nice and very, very handy. Uh, and this is not any kind of shameless plug. This is just the reality. People that get into the industry of selling life insurance or being financial advisors that are licensed in life insurance, they do that so they can help you with this stuff. So instead of thinking, and I know all industries get um, negative press sometimes, but don't go looking for somebody thinking that it's all bad. Go in thinking, I have an opportunity to do something with my estate and interview them. Ask them about life insurance. Ask them what they think about it. And if it doesn't fit with what you're thoughts and beliefs are, then go find someone else. There's lots of people out there that can do it. So rather than just let a policy lapse, talk to somebody about it. And when you do 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 a donation like this, the charity becomes the owner and the beneficiary of the policy, and you you become the person who receives the donation receipt for the value of this policy. And if you continue to pay the premiums on the policy, you'll also have that donation receipt equal to the premiums paid. So there you go. 
So you're going to get money back for paying the premiums on a policy you would have let lapse, but now you're actually going to get some money off of it. And you're going to do some good with the charity, which is awesome. I think that's great. So this method of gifting allows you to do to use the donation tax credit over your lifetime so you can receive benefits while you're no longer owning the policy you have no use for. So this is kind of like thinking it's the best way to get rid of something you don't want and still benefit from it. So anybody out there that's thinking, yeah, but I can't afford it. and Well, you know what? Have a conversation with an advisor. Have a conversation with a charity that would accept it and see what they say. Because um, you could do some really good stuff for yourself and for the charity before you just decide to give up all those years of payments of premium and just let the policy surrender or lapse. Uh, I think, I know I sound like a broken record, but honestly, to me, that just is heartbreaking because I just see such potential being lost on that for both the person or the family or the charity. And I mean, I know that I'm talking tonight about charity, but there's other options with family members who might want to take over the policy. Um, There's lots of different things you can do. So don't just let a policy get thrown out because you don't want to be bothered paying the couple hundred bucks. Um, Look at your options and talk to somebody. Uh, and one of the things that I, I think would be helpful is if you knew how policy prices get established. So I think it's helpful if you understand how the premiums of life insurance are, are priced because a lot of people don't. So if you think of it this way, uh, in a very simple term, all policyholders pay their premiums in and whenever the policyholder dies, their death benefit gets paid out. So mathematicians, these are, you've probably heard the term actuaries. These are the actuaries that insurance companies hire. They predict based on their mathematical models that we don't need to understand and we don't care about the formulas and the, and the mathematicians that came up with it. We don't need to know that. That's what these people know. That's what they do. They predict what the expected cost of any death benefit paid out each year would be, which is how your policy premiums are determined. So if you ever want to know why uh, your policy is X amount and your neighbor's policy is Y amount and you're the exact same age, this is why. The actuaries say, based on all the questions you answered, your height, your weight chart, so you're physically fit, somebody else is, is maybe a little overweight, or somebody has diabetes, or somebody had a heart issue, or somebody had um, some kind of issue in the past, and you've had no health issues, then your premium is going to be less because these actuaries estimate that the healthy person is going to live longer. And that means they're going to be paying out the policy much later down the road. So it kind of helps if you understand how they work to say, oh, it's not just that I'm paying more money. It's that, uh, you know, this insurance company is not treating me well because they're paying me more. No, it's all based on very unemotional, um, very scientific, very mathematical related formulas that I told you we don't need to understand <laughs> because uh, it's, we don't need to have math degrees and masters and math degrees to understand that, you know what, this premium works for me, the strategy fits into my plan, and I'm happy to do it because it fits into my tax plan, it fits into my charitable giving desire, and it fits into our family's estate planning. So that's how that the um, the premiums get worked on. And they try, these actuaries, they try and actually be conservative with their estimates. So they ensure that there's always enough funds available to cover any death in a given year. So what happens if fewer people die than they expected or if the investment of the fund earns more than they expected? Well, it's like the case of most products. Um, the insurance company keeps the difference. 
So it's based on their mathematical formula, and sometimes they're they're right on, sometimes they're a little bit over, sometimes they're a little bit under. But for the most part, it's it's just very scientific. Um, now we want to talk about the different kinds of insurance. We have the the permanent insurance, and this is where the charity givings really work the best because. Uh, and frankly, I don't know that they would even do a term unless it potentially was a term 100 because that's permanent. Uh, what they want to do is if you're going to go through this exercise, you want to make sure that there's going to be something there. So I'm going to use the word guarantee very loosely here because the guarantee is, and I say that because as long as nobody stops making the payments or as long as the charity uh, will will accept the the life insurance policy, then there, the guarantee is if it's a $100,000 life insurance policy, when the policyholder dies, the charity gets $100,000. And that's it should go very smoothly. It transfers tax-free. It's paid out within a couple weeks of the death once everything's been proven and cleared with the insurance company. It doesn't have to go through the will and the probate and all that stuff because it's a separate contract. So there's all kinds of really cool advantages. And we're going to just wrap up this conversation because I'm coming up to our last break and I could just talk all night about insurance. So we're going to take our last break and we're going to come back and wrap it up. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, who loves life insurance and all the options it has. So we are going to wrap up our conversation about charity when we come back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and this is Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we have been talking about how your life insurance can help your favorite charity. And frankly, it could say how your life insurance can save people's lives, because that's really what you can do, too. 
So the money that you can donate to charities could be life-changing for people. And isn't that cool to know that something you've done that it doesn't hurt, you hardly notice it, and you don't deal with it every day. It's something that most people get their policy and they put it in the drawer and once every so many years, if they're lucky, their advisor goes through it with them and talks to them about it. Um, for the most part, though, the people I talk to, they bought it 20 years ago and they don't even remember what they got. It's been in a drawer. So now, having said that, let me just say on the side, I do think you should review it and make sure it's still appropriate and still right for what you want and what you need. Uh, I like to make it as part of the whole plan and we review it together as part of the investments, part of the insurance, part of the estate, part of the tax. It all goes together. So the other thing with the insurance, we've been talking about charities and how it can help and the difference between temporary and permanent insurance and how we can make the charity the beneficiary or we can uh, change the, the policy ownership right over to the, the charity and get tax breaks at time when we're alive or uh, just get the estate, the tax breaks when we pass, um, which helps preserve your estate. So I've said before um, about life insurance, it's got life insurance has just got so many great options and opportunities for people. Tonight, we've been talking about the great opportunities for insur the insurance changing a charity's life or changing people's lives like the Children's Wish Foundation, can you even imagine if you were able to donate $100,000 to a place like the Children's Wish Foundation and you could grant some some very sick children their their wishes, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to do? Or what if you were able to donate money so that a hospital could buy a new piece of equipment that could save people's lives? To me, I, I always think it's not about you just donated a hundred thousand or a million dollars or whatever your number is. That's great. Money's great because of what it can do. It's not about how much I can accumulate because it's a contest to see who gets the most money wins. Like when you think about what it can do, the money that you are able to leave and pass on to a hospital or a charity or to the next generation, it's another way for you to build wealth for your family and the next generation. And that could be because you want to start a foundation and you want it to carry on. And this is now I'm just going to get crazy on you because here's, think about this. You could be thinking generations ahead. So you could, if your parents or grandparents didn't do this and you did this and you started your, you have your insurance and then you have insurance on your kids. And then when the grandchildren come along, they have insurance. And then when you're not here, you've got a, a foundation set up that receives the money that distributes to charities. And then your kids have learned to do their grandchildren's policies and then so on. So you're always a, a generation ahead. You're always able to build wealth for the next generation, leave wealth for the next generation, or leave a, a, a foundation legacy where you're, you're taking care of certain charities or a particular um, group that needs it, whether it's children or fa uh, families or animals or wildlife or environment, whatever it, it could possibly be. It's endless what you can do with it. And to me, that's just mind-blowing because you have the ability to change the world. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. If everybody had life insurance when they died, they would have, and they did it right, <laughs> I'm assuming, let's pretend we're doing it all right and we've got the right policies in place and it's covering the right things, um, that when you die, you're leaving money so that people aren't scrambling to pay off debts or your estate's not being held up to pay off debts and the money you want to leave to your family actually goes there. But in this case, you have the ability to 
leave money to charities. Just think how well charities could do. How much faster could they find cures to these diseases? How much faster could they help somebody in need? How much faster could they respond to some kind of outbreak or some kind of health crisis or some kind of long-lasting health issue that hasn't been solved if they had more funds all the time that they knew was coming in. Like to me, I think about this and I think that is so cool. Like how we could change the world just by one policy from each of us that we don't, once we do it, it's done. Like you don't have to requalify every year. You don't have to uh, answer questions every year. You don't have to rewrite it every year. Like, isn't that cool? And and you get the benefit, not just of doing this great thing for people in the world, but you also get a financial benefit, either while you're alive or, or when you're gone and your estate gets it. So there's a lot of things to consider about tax implications and how insurance works. I talked tonight a little bit about um, charities. That was our, our whole conversation. But it also works in a lot of ways where you can use life insurance to cover off taxes or personally for the estate or for a business. So just when we talked about charity tonight, don't think that's what we're limited to. There is so much that you can do with a life insurance policy. Uh, and honestly, even if it's just that you want to leave wealth to the next generation or you want to leave enough money to pay for your kids or your grandkids' education, there's so very much you can do. And even those things, it doesn't have to be a charity or anything to make a change in somebody's life. You're going to make a change in your family's life and you're going to make their life better. And isn't that what we're all about? Not just here at the Inspired Choices Network, but as as a species to make our lives better, to make next generation's life better to help our children do better, be better than what we were and what we are. And I just think if all of us just do a little bit better, just a little bit, we don't have to, like, you don't have to hurt yourself. You just, everybody does a tiny bit better what kind of impact that will have on us and this our entire planet that we are calling home. So that was tonight's conversation. I hope you learned a little bit about life insurance. I hope Maybe you got a little tiny bit excited or fired up about it and you're going to at least look into it a little bit or re- at least review yours <laughs> if you have it or see if you even need it. And join us again back here every week for Financially Speaking and we'll take apart another topic and see how we learn whatever it is we need to learn. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.